everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, and night. You are now listening to Greg Talks. My name is Greg. I am currently a student in community college, and I am 19 years old. So before I get into the big analysis of Avengers Endgame, I just want to warn anyone that hasn't seen the movie to go watch the movie before listening to this podcast. This podcast is going to be extremely spoilerific, and I would not want to ruin anybody's movie-going experience. Now, with that out of the way, if you are still listening, you have been forewarned if you haven't seen the movie, and let's get started. Okay, so going into this movie, I had seen just about every Marvel movie that had come out up to this point, which is 21 films, and... Really, it doesn't seem like a lot. I mean, to me at least, because you know, I've I've been watching these movies since I was eight years old, which is when the first Iron Man came out. But um, going into this movie though, I was extremely hyped because I didn't really know what I was going to expect, and I hadn't really been spoiled on anything. The only thing I was going into this was knowing that certain characters were probably going to die. Iron Man and Captain America being the heaviest contenders, but um getting into like the first part of the movie you had um essentially the aftermath of infinity war where you had tony and nebula basically in the ship um they were stranded because tony was left on um the planet titan at the end of infinity war so he had really no way to get back to earth so i really liked how he was um kind of showcasing more of his softer side as he was helping Nebula uh, become more of a person. You know, he was like playing little football games with her, which I found like really cute. And um, I really liked when Nebula tucked him in though, because that was really showing some major development because the Nebula from about two years ago, really not two years ago, but um, five years ago would have never done anything like that though. So really showcased how far she came. And um, after that, you had Captain Marvel come to rescue them. Now, I didn't really... It was kind of out of nowhere when she came, though, because I was like, how did she find Tony and Nebula so fast? Like, she didn't have any kind of tracking device, so she was out in space. So I guess she just happened to come across them. So she found Tony, and then she basically brought their ship back to, um, to Earth. Uh, also, guys, if you do hear like some noise in the background, uh, it is actually currently raining where I am, so I do apologize for that, but you just have to bear with me. <laughs> um, so after Captain Marvel um, brought the ship back to Earth, uh, Tony basically met up with uh, Pepper, and they kind of embraced each other, which was really nice. And then you had um, Tony meet with Captain America. Now, I already knew that um, Tony was going to like backlash at captain though because they hadn't really resolved their whole issue from civil war so there was already going to be some beef between them still though and then tony was like you know i told you that this and this was going to happen though i warned you that's why i built the robot and that's why like i pressed everybody that we need protection for the big guy out there because we don't know what the big guy is going to bring um and then captain america said like well clearly building ultron didn't work so i don't know why you're so in a frenzy about you know 
this happening now, though, because th- this was going to happen either way, and there was no guarantee that Ultron would have worked out. So then Tony, you know, being the guy that he is, you know, he, um, you know, took off his arc reactor, the thing that is keeping him alive, which at this point, is it really keeping him alive? I don't really know if he needs it anymore. They, they were pretty vague, like after Iron Man 3, when he got the surgery, if he really needed the arc reactor anymore except for when he was using the suit. But anyway, uh, he passed out. And then Captain America like uh, started like talking with uh, Black Widow. And yeah, he started talking with Black Widow. And that was like a really nice scene because he really got to see Scarlett Johansson like really give an amazing performance as Black Widow. You got to see like a part of her that we really haven't seen that much over the past 21 films, uh, which was really nice though. And... I'm not going to lie, later on in the film, her death actually did irk me a bit because we haven't seen that much of her development. But getting back to Cap, though, I really liked um, the chemistry between Cap and Black Widow. And I don't know if I was the only one in that moment, though, but I felt like that was a shipping moment. I know they were friends and all, though, but I I always kind of wanted to, you know, as a a reader of the comic books, I always kind of wanted to see Captain America and Black Widow kind of have more than a friendship kind of relationship. But that might be in the next iteration of the MC. Well, maybe not, but later down the line they might do that. But I kind of want to see that because they really had great chemistry as friends, probably as lovers. They took it there. But after that, uh, you had, um, yeah, I think, five-year time skip, essentially. Uh, and then we cut over to, to Ant-Man who is still stuck in the quantum realm and he gets out of the quantum realm by, a <laughs> a rat accidentally stepping on a button. And I feel like they just did that just so they can make an excuse for, Oh, he just got out of the quantum realm by coincidence, but you know, it was actually due to the, <laughs> to a rat, which is kind of funny because without that rat, like the events of the film later on would have never happened. But Ant-Man came back and then he, you know, was super distraught because he didn't really know what was going on in the past five years. So he essentially went over to uh, Peggy, no, not Peggy, but um, Cassie. Yeah, he went over to her neighborhood to see if she was still alive because to his knowledge, he'd probably, you know, he's thinking he's dead. So he finds her, and then we get Cassie all grown up. You know, so they embrace each other, and it's kind of nice, though. She definitely did grow up a lot, though, because she was like, I don't know, in elementary school in the Ant-Man films, and she's looking like she is 18. So that was a major, I mean, it's only been five years, so at most she would have been around an adolescent. I don't know if she would have been that old, but more nitpicks. But um, Ant-Man eventually went over to the Avengers. But before I get to that, though, we see like um, uh, Captain America kind of talking to um, a fo- I think it's a group, a focus group, essentially about um, how to move on after like the five years have passed, though. And um, I think one of the directors, uh, Joe Russo, I think he was uh, in the audience playing a... Um, a gay character. I found that out later. I didn't know when I first watched the film that uh, he was playing a gay character. 
but um, that was kind of cool. And then he, you know, was speaking about, you know, how he's, it's been kind of difficult for him to move on, but he's slowly but surely kind of getting, uh, getting on with his life. Uh, and I really found it cool that um, Captain America and Captain America being so much larger than life uh, was taking the time to sit with normal people and talk about their issues though. Cause yeah. And the other Marvel movies like, yeah, they, you know, they have shown to be more human than superhero, which I think is a plus. Uh, but this is the first time like we've seen Captain America actually sit down with normal people. And he may have in the other films though, but I think this is the first time I've seen him really talk with normal people. Uh, then after that, um, you get Ant-Man essentially coming to the Avengers headquarters uh, to tell um, Captain America, Black Widow, as well as the rest of the Avengers, um, how they can reverse all of this, you know. And at first, uh, they were a bit skeptical because Ant Man uh, was talking about time travel and stuff like that. And then, you know, they were a bit wary, though. Well, they weren't really wary; they were willing to do it, but they wanted to do it with the right help. As Captain America said, I want to do this right. So, um, we cut over to um, Tony. But before I get to Tony, though, I got to talk about um, Professor Hulk or uh, Bruce Banner fused with Hulk. Um, so, I was a little bit... Uh, I didn't quite like it when I first saw it, though. But after seeing um, Mark, Ru <laughs> Mark Ruffalo playing the character like in some scenes and stuff though. I think I, I think it grew on me though, because I didn't even really um really mind the change though. I mean like I'm more of a fan of Rage Out Hulk, but Professor Hulk is not like a bad character by any means. Plus I think he's way more useful than him just being all raged out all the time. But then we yeah, we get to Tony, and then Tony has a kid now. Not really a surprise, because, you know, the talk with him and Pepper, they said they were going to have a kid, so I expected that. Um, and Tony is basically talking to Captain America and saying, I don't really want to do this because I've already moved past this. If I do this, I risk losing everything that I've gained over the past five years, and I lost everything five years ago and I really don't want to go through that again. So I understand that bit though, but at the same time as a viewer or thinking like Tony, you're acting super selfish though, because there are tons of other people who have lost other people that still want them back. So just because you don't want them back doesn't mean other people don't. And we know Tony like wants to help though, but he's just being stubborn as usual. Um, and you know, he thinks about it. Um, and this also reminds me, um, I cut out um, a part. I forgot to mention this part at the beginning of the film. Um, but going back to like the very, very beginning, um, they actually did track Thanos down. And uh, you had basically, I think it was um, War Machine, Nebula, Captain Marvel, uh, shoot, Captain America... And I think that was it. They went and they tracked down Thanos, though. And then Thor was there. And then Thanos was saying, like, I destroyed the Infinity Stones. So there's no way you, you can possibly reverse anything that I just did. 
So Thor, out of anger, just freaking cuts Thanos' head off, which, you know, reasonable. I, he was angry, like he failed, though. So he just said, let me just do this, though, just so I can say that I did it, even though I still failed. Um, I just wanted to touch on that part. I didn't really have much to say on that beginning scene, that's why I kind of glossed over it, but it was still pretty good. Um, but yeah, getting back to, like, Tony, though, so... Tony is like sitting in his house though, and he's telling Pepper, you know, I want to like help them, but you know, I've come to like what I have now though, and I really don't want to lose that because if I lose you guys, I mean, I I really have nothing. And he, but the thing is, he doesn't. The Avengers are still his family, so he feels obligated to help them as well. So he's a little, he's torn, and he literally tells Pepper, you know, I'm willing to drop this if. Uh, you don't want me to do this though. And then Pepper is like, if you don't do this, will you be able to rest? Which is like, he's thinking to himself, like at the end of the day, I won't because I'm a superhero and my whole like purpose, like, you know, is to help people though. So I really won't be able to rest. So he goes and he like figures out like time travel and stuff out of nowhere because Tony smart is just smart. Tony Stark is Tony smart. Okay. Tony Stark is smart. So he just figures out time travel. And then, uh, you know, he looks at pepper though. And then pepper essentially gives the approval though. And then Tony says the line, you know, I love you 3000. Um, when he was talking to his daughter, that was really cute though. And that comes into play late later on in the film though. It means so much more at the end, but, um, so then uh, Tony goes over to the Avengers headquarters and then they start talking about um, their plan to get the Infinity Stones. So they essentially have to figure out, okay, where are all the Infinity Stones at and how can we um, track them all down? So they figure out that there's three stones in New York at one time, I think it 2012. And that's the Power Stone, the Time Stone, and then I forget what the last one was. I want to say the last one was... Shoot, I can't, can't really think of it right now. Mm. Yeah, I can't think of it at the moment. But I know the Power Stone and the Time Stone were definitely there. So... Okay, we got that. They're in New York, and then they just uh, then we know that the um, Reality Stone is in Thor's world in Asgard, and then we know that the Soul Stone is in Vormir, which is where the Red Skull is at from the previous film. So they got all the locations, and then um, you know they start talking to like Ant Man and the thing though, and they really treat him like trash though, like. Like at that moment, they they really just start hitting on Ant Man and not really respecting him. And he came up w with the plan, so you know. But Ant Man just shrugs it off though, because like he's new to the team though, and all these people that have been on the team, he like respects highly. So he's not really feeling too which ways about it. Uh, then you have like Thor. Um, oh yeah, and I'm gonna get to Thor. Yeah, so like Thor, um, they they found Thor at um in New Asgard, somewhere in Norway, I think. Yeah, it's in Norway. And they find him, like, all drunk, and he's fat. 
but not really fat. I and mean, he's like fat with abs, but essentially he's fat. And, you know, he's playing Fortnite of all the games he could have been playing. I'm not a huge fan of Fortnite, but um, he's playing that with um, his buddies from Ragnarok. And he's like getting drunk and he's just not really knowing where his head is at, which is relatable. And they go to find him, though, and they said, like, well, we need you to come fight again, though. And then Thor says, well, you know, how can I fight when I failed? You know, I can't go. I can't do that again, though, because I didn't do it right the first time. And then the one thing that actually makes him get up was the fact that I think someone said, well, there's going to be beer there. And then Thor's like, "Okay, I'm in as long as there's beer. So. There's that. And then we you know, go go back over to um, figuring out, okay, how are we going to time travel? We know where the stones are. Well, how are we going to time travel? Well, uh, Ant-Man uh, knows that he needs the Pym particles, which are the particles that um, Hank Pym created in order for the Ant-Man suit to shrink and enlarge in itself. But they can also be used to time travel in the quantum realm. So, um, I think... Uh, yeah, Ant-Man, he brings, I think, enough capsules for them to go back and then return, but they don't have enough to, like, do anything else. So, it's really important. And the person that actually test runs it is Hawkeye. Also, I know I glossed over uh, the beginning scene with Hawkeye, though, but there's not much really there, so I don't really have much to say on Hawkeye. Um, so then we, yeah, Hawkeye tests it out, and he sees his family again for a second or he doesn't see he's he was about to but then he sucked right back though and he says it works so all of them team up though and we get this like really cool scene with them slow motion walking towards the platform and then they get on and then they go to their respective places uh thor iron man and ant-man go to new york to get the time stone and the uh, power, no, not the power stone, but the, uh, the space stone and the time stone. I'm still forgetting one, but it'll come back to me eventually. And then they send Thor and Rocket Raccoon to go get the reality stone. And then they send Hawkeye and Black Widow to go get the soul stone. Now, I'm going to start with Hawkeye and Black Widow. So when Hawkeye and Black Widow get to Vormir, um, we get the whole spiel again that you must sacrifice um, a person that you love. And uh, I kind of knew one of them was going to die in this moment. I'm not going to lie. I kind of wanted it to be Hawkeye. And I wanted it to be Hawkeye because I didn't really want to see more from his character. I think his character had pretty much gone full circle. But I felt like I, I wanted to see more Black Widow because I knew she had more to bring to the table. So Hawkeye um, was saying, like, no, I'll do, I'll self-sacrifice myself, though. And but Natasha should have let him do it because there was no reason for Black Widow to die there. Hawkeye could have easily just killed himself. I mean, it would have been sad, but at least Black Widow still would have lived, you know, because she has Bruce, though, I mean. But I understand why Black Widow said, I don't want you to die because you have a family and you need to be there for your family. So Black Widow sacrifices herself. Uh, I didn't really feel 
any any two ways about her dying. I'm going to be honest. Only because I don't feel like there was enough development for me to care about what happened to Black Widow. Other people may disagree with me that in previous films she had that development, but I don't think there was enough for me to care because it was spread out over too many films and it just wasn't really focused on, you know. So she dies and then Hawkeye gets the Soul Stone. And then we cut over to Iron Man, Captain America, and Ant-Man. They're in New York uh, during the events of the first Avengers movie where they're battling Loki. And uh, Iron Man uh, sneaks into uh, the old Avengers headquarters in New York, which is a building that he owned at the time. And Captain America also sneaks in there. And then you have uh, Ant-Man, who's accompanying Iron Man. So they get inside the building, though, and I think what happens... Shoot, I'm trying to remember what happens in this scene... So, I'm pretty sure Iron Man gets to the Scepter, or, oh yeah, yeah, so the Scepter was like, they, they put the Tesseract in like um, a briefcase, and as they were bringing the briefcase down, uh, Tony said like, in order for you to get in there, like, you're gonna have to give me like a cardiac arrest, so you're gonna have to like, kind of remove the thing that keeps the metal from hitting my heart, essentially, uh, so... He sends, he spews Ant-Man over there so he could do that. And then Tony, like, the old Tony passes out. And then the box is there. And then I believe uh, just before Ant-Man is able to get to the briefcase, um, or just before Tony's about to get to the briefcase, Hulk smashes down, knocks the future Tony out, sends the briefcase over to Loki, and then Loki gets the Tesseract. Uh... Also, in the meantime, on Captain America's side, uh, Captain America is going for the scepter. So he's, I forget what building he's in. I think he's in a shield building. And we have like a, um, a retelling of the uh, elevator scene. And then he, you know, he cleverly, because um, he knows what's going to happen. You know, if you remember Captain America and the Winter Soldier, Captain America 2, uh, you know that there's a fight that breaks out in the elevator, and Captain America, like, he wins the fight, but they're all um, Hydra agents. So he decides, okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to say, Hail Hydra. And I can just walk straight out of there because they're going to think I work for them, and easy. So he does that. However, because Iron Man and Ant Man failed, uh, they no longer have the Tesseract anymore since. Uh, Tony, because since Loki took it in the past, that means Captain what Captain America just did didn't happen. So they lost that. And then Tony and Captain America decide, okay, so we're going to go to the past to go get the Tesseract since Tony remembers um, their being. And I don't even know how he knows this, how he would know that his father had the Tesseract way back in the day. But anyway, um, they decided to go back knowing that they were going to need more pin particles in order to return. But they go back anyway, because it's the only way they can get the Tesseract. Uh, so when they go back there, um, Tony sneaks into the S.H.I.E.L.D. facility, as well as Cap and like some old-school S.H.I.E.L.D. agent gear. And then they go in the building, 
and then Tony finds the Tesseract. However, before he's able to get out, he meets his dad. And then, you know, he starts talking to his dad, and they start having, like, a talk, because uh, Tony doesn't want to b- blow his cover. So he just starts chatting with him, and then Tony's Tony's dad tells his future self that I'm about to have a kid, so, you know, I need to get home and stuff. And then Tony's like, relief, whew, he's still going to have a kid, so what I'm doing is not going to stop me from being born. Um, so then they have, like, a little, like, pep talk and stuff, though. And then you really get, like, um, you really get, like, uh, that Tony's dad wasn't that big of an asshole, even though he still was, but he still, like, cared enough about his son to still, like, instill values in him and still be there for him. So that was really nice, though. That was also a scene that kind of was a little emotional for me. Um, and then you go into Captain America. He sees Peggy in the facility, because this is right after Captain America went into the ice. And, you know, he finds that Peggy still has a picture of him. And then in that moment, he says she was still thinking about me like all this time, though. So she still loved me, essentially. So and there lies plants is starting to plant the seeds that uh, Captain America is going to do something later on to rectify that problem. But I'm going to get to that later. Um, Captain America also steals four um, extra pin particles from that from the past and then they go back to the future. And so now they have the space stone. Um, also, Hulk gets the t- gets the time stone from uh, the protector from the Doctor Strange film. I forgot her name, but I'm just going to call her the protector. He gets that. And then there's some discussion about all oh, time travel and you do this and you do that, messing up the time stream. Stuff I'm not going to get into. It's really complicated. Uh, so Bruce Banner gets the time stone. So they got the time stone, they got the space stone, and they got the soul stone. So now they just so now getting to the reality stone. Uh, shoot, so let me remember. So yeah, so Thor and Rocket Raccoon uh, go back to the events of Thor to the the Dark World, and they go back to the moment right before Thor's mom dies. So Thor is like all oh, in a panic and he's just like, oh, I can't do this because I need to stop my mother from dying. And then Rocket Raccoon has to slap some sense into him and say like, no, you're going to do this because this is way too important for you to mess up right now. So Thor like ignores this and goes to see his mom. And while Rocket Raccoon goes to probe Jane to extract the reality stone out of her body, though. Of course, you can think about how he was able to do that. Um, but Thor was talking to his mom and he was saying like, um, you know, how he, how he misses her and, you know, he wants to stop her from being killed. And his mom says like, don't worry about it though, because, you know, I wouldn't want to change anything though, because as long as you're still my boy, that's all that matters. Um, so you have that little moment there and then Thor sees if he's still worthy and then he, summons Mjolnir to him and it comes and he says, I'm still worthy. Um, so that was also a cool moment. Um, so now we have the reality stone back and I believe that's, that's four stones and then the power stone, uh, war machine and nebula were sent to go get the power stone. And they were sent back to the events of the first guardians of the galaxy film where star Lord is, you know, acting like a knucklehead and dancing. Uh, mind you, 
the scene where he was dancing is less cool when they show it from like a distance because it looks like he's just dancing just for the sake of dancing. Um, and then Nebula and War Machine, they go to get the uh, space power stone and they grab it. Well, War Machine gets it and he goes back, but um, Nebula doesn't because Nebula ends up reconnecting with her past self who happens to be in the same solar system. I guess she forgot to disconnect herself from the Wi-Fi. Insert laugh track there. But she um, Thanos finds out basically the whole plan that the Avengers are going back in time, though, and then he decides we're going to go to the present so that we can stop them from undoing something that I did. And this Thanos is a little different because he he's younger, so um, this invigorates him because he knows he's gonna he's already succeeded. So all he's doing is just stopping it, um, and that's going to be important later on when we get into the final act of the film uh, later. So I hope you guys are enjoying the podcast so far. Um, you know, I do really want to know what you guys um, think about my thoughts on the podcast. So at the end, I'm just going to ask you guys to, you know, send me notes and messages about what you guys thought about the movie, though, because I really want to be a little bit more interactive on here. So uh, in the next segment, I'm going to talk about the third act of the film and then finish with some closing thoughts. Okay, we're back. So. Getting on to the third part of the film, all of the Avengers, uh, you know, are back and they have all their stones. Of course, Nebula is still in the past, um, and I don't think they bring that up when they do return either. I don't know if they do or not, but Nebula is still back there, and then um, they all return, and then you know we get like this silence moment when we find out that Natasha did not return. That was sad. But they only spent like a few minutes on it, so then they moved on. And then they started to, they went into their lab, though, uh, the, the lab in the Avengers headquarters. And then they were discussing, okay, now that we have all the stones, who is going to put it on? And I'm thinking to myself, oh, shoot, I forgot, because whoever puts on the gauntlet is probably going to die. And I didn't, I didn't even think about that. I'm pretty sure other people thought about that, but it's like, I really didn't, I didn't even think about that. Um, so then uh, Thor was like, I'll put it on because I'm the one that failed, so I deserve to put it on. And they were like, no, Thor, because you're not in any condition to be able to survive that if you do put on the gauntlet. So then um, Bruce says, I'll do it. Because he, out of nowhere, basically says, well, the energy that um, the stones are emitting is essentially gamma he does not have any evidence, no facts to back this up. It's just gamma. So we're going to roll with that. And he puts on the gauntlet, and then he basically wishes for everybody to return. And when he does that, everybody's back. Um, Hawkeye, you know, sees on his phone that his wife is back, and everybody's happy. And then you look back at Hulk, and then you realize his whole arm is, like, burnt. Like, it's burnt to the bone, um, it's all destroyed, so he can no longer use that arm anymore. Then, just before everybody is like about to celebrate and everything, the whole place gets blown up. Literally. <laughs> all blown up. Um, 
because Thanos has returned from the past and w- with like a, an agenda to destroy everything. So he destroys like that whole area, and then um, you have uh, War Machine and Rocket Raccoon are like in the uh, are about to drown, and then Hawkeye, you know, he's there. And when he gets up, he um, essentially grabs the gauntlet since it's near him, and he starts to run. Um, in the meanwhile, Thanos has released um, his Chitari monster goons, and they're coming to try to eat Hawkeye and take the gauntlet back to Thanos, so Hawkeye has to get away. Um, and then the rest of the Avengers, like as far as Captain America, Iron Man, and Thor, they're outside on the battlefield. And then you... um. I think uh, Hulk is also like buried under all the rubble, and then Ant Man, um, he's there. I'm not. I forgot what Ant Man does though, but I think he was essentially trying to get to um, Hawk. No, not. Oh my God, he was trying to get to War Machine, Rocket Raccoon, uh, and Hulk, so he could get them out of the rubble. So he was making his way there, and then Hawkeye eventually he gets out from the Chitari. By sending like an arrow down like a badass and just destroying all of them. And then he um he gets up and he sees Nebula and he's like, Here you go, Nebula, since he's thinking this is like the good nebula. But in actuality, it's the bad one, and the bad one takes it. And um Hawkeye says, like, wait a minute. Ah shoot. And then the other nebula comes with Gamora after she's, you know, kind of got Gamora to her side. And she's like, you don't have to be this way. Like you can change. And then he says, then the old nebula says, I can't because he won't let me. And essentially she gives into her evil ways. And the nebula says, okay, I'm just going to kill you then. And then she shoots her. Uh, so the old nebula dies and keep in mind there, the time travel rules don't work like you think they work. So the future nebula is fine. Uh, so they take the gauntlet outside, and then we get to one of my favorite scenes. Um, you have Iron Man, Thor, and Captain America walking towards Thanos. And they're like, okay, how are we going to do this? I don't know, but we're just going to beat his ass. And I'm like, I'm getting like super hyped for this, though, because I've been waiting to see this moment. And then you have Thanos, and he tells them, well, it looks like you couldn't accept failure, and all that that failure did was bring you right back to me. And he, um, you know, he gets prepared to fight though, and then they all like start charging in. Um, Iron Man starts with saying, "Thor, hit me," and then he hits him with like the electricity from Mjolnir, and then he goes supercharge blast. Poof! He shoots at Thanos. Thanos just shrugs it off. Though you have Captain America coming in there like a badass, just like boom, 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 and just hitting him with like the shield and everything. Thanos like shrugs it off. You have Iron Man coming in, boom, boom, coming in, knock, come back around, banging him up, um, and it's not working though. And then Iron Man just gets slapped. You know. <laughs> He just gets slapped um, to like the edge of the rock, uh, so he's like out of commission. <laughs> and then um, Thor, he starts to fight him though. But then Thor's like, I, you know, he's he's kind of he's winning though, but he's also getting bodied at the same time. And Thanos is like getting the upper hand on him, and then he throws him into a rock. Um, and then just when Thanos is about to like cave Thor's face in, or put um, basically make stab him with Stormbreaker. Um, you have 
you see Mjolnir lift up, and you see it like for a second though, and um, you're thinking Thor's looking at it like, oh crap, I know what's about to happen right now, and then you see Captain America just grab that, and then he just goes in with it, and he's just swinging it, and then he goes and he just like starts hitting the crap out of Thanos though, and I was giddy as all hell in that theater when I saw that though, because I was like. Yes. Um, so, you know, he was doing that, though, and then he was just, like, slapping him back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And eventually, um, Thanos to get the upper hand, though, so it was kind of short-lived, but it's still awesome. And then um, Captain America was using his shield, though, to kind of block Thanos, you know, his big old sword. And he was, like, stabbing him, and Thanos was just hitting him, pounding him. And then he was hitting Thor, and then he was pounding the shield, though, and then Thor put the shield up, and Thanos was like... Boom, 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 boom. He was just hitting the shield um, until the shield just broke. And then it was just broken, though. And then uh, Captain Captain America essentially was like, I'm at my la- um, It's This is about to be it for me. I'm about to die. And then at that moment, another amazing scene happens where you see like a circle open up. And then you see Black Panther and his whole army from from Wakanda. Um, and then you see um, some more holes open up, though. It's like, oh, shit, it's about to get real. And then you see everybody come and the whole freaking army just comes and backs Captain America up, though. Literally bringing me to tears at how happy I was to see everybody back him up. Um, and then you see Captain America get up with Mjolnir. And then he says, wait, we got to like pause for this though. He says, Avengers, assemble. And then as soon as he does that, everybody starts charging against Thanos' army. Everybody starts fighting. And it's just an amazing spectacle. I mean, it's super, super good. And then after that, though, um, you know, we realize um, we need to get like the Infinity Gauntlet. We need to return the stones, though, so Thanos can't use the gauntlet again. Um, and the thing is, Thanos doesn't even know that um, the gauntlet's already been used. Uh, I guess he he finds out. You know, he just assumes, okay, I'm pretty sure they used it already. So he says, I need to do that so I can, like, undo everything. Uh, because Thanos wants to, like, destroy, like, the whole Earth for fun now. For some reason. I don't know. It, it makes him a lot less complex. Um, but I get it because it's a d- different Thanos, so I'm, I'm going to, like, let that pass. So they start, like, playing football with the gauntlet. And they pass around. Black Panther takes it first. Uh, and then you have a Spider-Man, and then you got to see like Spider-Man's Killer Instinct mode. Not really a big fan of it. I mean, it was cool to see, but like I said, shrug it off. I mean, I like to see Spider-Man just being Spider-Man without the suit and stuff. So Spider-Man gets it though, and then he, um, Captain Marvel takes it, and then Captain Marvel, um, you know, she um, hands it off to, or she, no, no, she takes it essentially to them to the machine. And I believe uh, she gets backed up by um, all the female Avengers, Pepper in the Iron Man suit. Um, Valkyrie is there. You had the Wasp there. Um, 
and a whole bunch of other people. I, I can't name them all, but they were all backing her up. So that was kind of cool, though. And then, you know, she she got, like, the gauntlet. Um, as soon as she was about to get it to the machine, though, it was destroyed because Thanos sent his sword through it. Uh, also, before that, though, Scarlet Witch also got a moment, though, with Thanos, which is also kind of a good scene, though, because Scarlet Witch was saying, you took everything away from me. And then Thanos says, I don't even know you. And then she says, well, you're about to. And then she like picks him up and then she's about, she's like ripping him apart though. And honestly, like she probably would have killed him had not she, um, had not, uh, you know, Thanos sent all those missiles and things down. Um, and then after that, of course, like Captain Marvel came through, swooped in and then, you know, back to the gauntlet f- football thing. And as she was about to get the machine, Thanos threw the sword into the thing and it was d- destroyed. So there was no way to go back in time with the gauntlet. And so after that, uh, uh, yeah, after that, Thanos was like, you know, he put the gauntlet on and he was about to snap though. And then everybody started to like, you know, stop him from putting it on those. They were, you know, kind of, fighting him going back and forth you know saying you know was saying like no you better not snap like you better not and then he was she they were just going back and forth and back and forth um up until dr strange was saying like he put up one finger and he said tony you we only have one chance you have you know what i'm talking about and so tony he goes and he basically grabs the gauntlet and then Thanos shrugs him off, and then only to find that all the gems are gone. And Tony has assimilated them into his makeshift gauntlet. And then, um, you know, Th- Thanos says some line, though, like, I'm the one that's supposed to bring balance to this world, though you are nothing. And then Iron Man says, no, I'm Iron Man. And then he snaps. Uh, and then after that, Everything goes to white, and then you see essentially a satisfying scene where Thanos and his whole army essentially is whisked away. And they do this slowly, so we, we, we can just bask in the satisfaction of seeing the villains just die, though. And I'm saying, like, this is the most satisfying I've ever felt, seeing a villain be destroyed. Oh, man, it felt super good, though. And then also to see Thanos' face, like, man, I actually failed. Damn. And then he disappeared. He was the last one to disappear. And then we get over to Tony, and then Tony is, um, he's barely hanging on, essentially. Because remember when I mentioned that, um, you know, he, uh, he, you know, anybody who snaps their fingers, like, their whole body is going to be singed. So, you know, you see Tony and then you realize, oh, that was the sacrifice that had to be made. Because we knew this prior, though, so we knew him doing that. We knew what was going to happen. So Tony was, like, hanging on and then Pepper was there. And then she was like, you know, you you can finally rest now. Um, And then Tony, you know, Tony was, like, looking at her and she says, you know, in, in his mind, he was like, yeah, I can and then, you know, Peter was there, and, you know, I feel really bad for him, though, because he's lost two father figures. Now he's lost, he's lost Uncle Ben, and now he's lost Tony, though. So that's going to definitely kind of develop him further for sure. Um, and then Tony passes, and then that's the end of Iron Man, essentially, and the end, just about the end of the movie. 
And then after that, we get a funeral where we have like all the um, the main Avengers come to support them. I think every all, all the main superheroes, gar- the Guardians of the Galaxy, are there. You have the kid from Iron Man three who makes a reappearance. <laughs> Nick Fury is just there in the background, and then you have um, his daughter that's there as well. Uh, you know, feel really bad for her as well though. And then we cut to like um a hologram of like Tony saying like, you know, if you're hearing this though, that probably means we won, but that also means that I didn't make it. Um, you know, and he said like, I just want you to know that, uh, I love you 3000. And then, you know, the video recording ends. (sighs) It was really sad. I didn't cry during that moment, but just talking about it is really difficult. Um, and then, after that, towards the end of the film, uh, you know, Captain America, you know, just, you know, he says, I got to take all the things back. So he decides to do it. Then he goes back in time. And then when they try to bring him back, uh, they realize that they can't bring him back. Um, and then uh, the Winter Soldier, uh, he tells Falcon to look over there. And then we see Cap and he's like an old man. And... You know, the Winter Soldier tells Falcon to go, like, you know, go talk to him, essentially. And then Falcon says, like, did you have a good life? And then he says, yeah, it was pretty darn good. And then he asks him, like, are you going to tell me about the ring? And he says, no, I I don't think so. And then um, he decides to um, pass down the shield. That was also another amazing moment, though. And Falcon says, like, no, um, I can't take this. I don't feel like I deserve this. And the captain says, oh, no, my friend, you definitely have earned it. You know, you've been there since the beginning. You've been there by my side, though. And despite Bucky being my best friend, though, um, I already had a talk with him, though, and he understands um, why I'm giving it to you. And you can have, like, your own theories about, like, the talk between Captain America and the Winter Soldier and what they talked about before this, but... You know, um, he passed it down. It was like an honor thing. Like, I'm giving you, you know, something that means a lot to me that's been through a lot, though. It's a treasure. But it's also something that upholds and stands for a lot. And that's what I'm giving you, though. And I feel like you're the right person to um, continue doing what this shield not only means, but what it represents to so many people. So Falcon takes it, and he essentially becomes the next Captain America. And... um then at the end of the movie, you get a scene where Captain America is dancing with Peggy. And that was also a really nice scene, though. Like, he, you know, he got to live his life. He got to do what he wanted. And everything still moves on in a orderly but justifiable fashion. And that's really um, all I have to say on the movie. Of whew, It was definitely a lot to it though i definitely got emotional but um i hope for all of you that have seen it um i hope you got something out of it though or if you didn't i just hope you enjoyed the movie in general though i know people are going to have their opinions and their nitpicks about it though but these are just my thoughts and i'm definitely glad i was able to share them with you guys so like i said um i'm going to be posting this on youtube later Uh, i would like for you guys to comment down below what you thought about my thoughts and also what you thought on the movie. Um, 
And um, just so you guys know, you can hear this podcast on Apple Podcasts. I already said YouTube. Uh, you can hear it on Spotify, Google Podcasts, as well as iTunes and um, Anchor.fm if you're interested. So that's all I really have to say, though. I hope you guys are having a good Thursday. And um, for those of you who listen to it on any other day, I hope you guys are also having a good day as well. And I will be back uh, the following week to bring in more topics, uh, stuff about things that I'm interested in at another time, uh, another place, um, on uh, another day. So thank you for listening. Bye.